0: Alderman Brian Hopkins is with us. Um, I'm sure you heard. There were reports in the Sun-Times, Lot Club Chicago, everybody was talking about it, that COPA launched an investigation after receiving a complaint that more than one officer had sexual relations with migrants under their care. These are migrants who were in the police station. That's where they were living. Alderman Hopkins, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like there hasn't been much transparency, or at least not available information as to what has happened and what kind of investigation is taking place. What do you know?
1: Well, I don't know much about the details of the investigation. And and frankly, that's appropriate. Uh, Complaints of this nature, you know, need to be handled sensitively, confidentially for a variety of reasons. So I don't have any particular insight into whether these allegations are true or not. Um, But as you mentioned When this first uh, became public, it actually generated national headlines. This was a big story, Uh, and it has since calmed down because there's really no information to report uh, that's new. We have to let the uh, investigators do their job uh, and come up with some fact-based conclusions. And until they do, um, everything that we have right now is just speculation and rumors. And you've got to be very careful when you start trading in rumors uh, because that could really come back to bite you if you turn out to be wrong.
0: I think that the reason it became a national story is because it was, and I don't know where this term came from, but it was a Chicago police officer had a sexual relationship with a migrant. I I don't think because of the power dynamic. And if it is a minor, that shouldn't be identified as a sexual relationship. That orders on criminal, wouldn't you say? I mean, is, isn't that accurate if it is a minor and the police officer we obviously know is an adult because he wouldn't be employed in that position?
1: Right. as The social media term is huge if true, right? So it's the last two words in that three-word phrase that matter. If true, we simply don't know. But, you know, let's let's back up a little bit and let's look at this from the bigger picture. There's really just, say, two possibilities. It's true or it's false, right? I mean, I suppose there's some middle ground where it's partially true, but put that aside for a minute. We have a problem either way. If it's true, obviously, It's a it's a real problem. I mean, it it would be a humiliating black eye in the Chicago Police Department, whether the female turns out to be a minor or not, you know, 16 versus 18. Let's just say um, still, as you said, the power dynamic is is really what would come into play here. It would just be a horrific scandal. And we all, I think, pray that it turns out to not be true, which brings me to the second problem. If it's not true, what happened here? How did a false allegation come national headlines and immediately the people in chicago who have have an anti-police agenda seized on this and social media just burned up with all sorts of attacks on police uh accusations and you know people using it to cast aspersions on the on the profession of law enforcement and if it turns out to be completely baseless that damage will have already been done so here we are today trying to you know figure out if this is true or false, and waiting for the investigation to come to its conclusion. Um, but we already have to confront those two distinct possibilities and, and deal with the potential consequences either way. Alderman, when do you expect that we will find out whether or not it was if true? And if if there is some there there, COPA could tamp that down or uh, put us out of our misery, if you will, if they just were to make a statement saying that they're they're investigating what is credible evidence or that they are still looking into something that doesn't look credible right now. I mean, they, they don't have to conclude their investigation without sort of measuring, um, um, controlling the message a little bit. Excellent point. And you're right. Uh, I'm not the only alderman who has uh, been calling on COPA to do something like that, either give us a, just a preliminary assessment of the validity of the evidence uh, you know, stopping short of compromising the investigation. And again, something like this has to proceed confidentially and, and with sensitivity. I get that. Or at the very minimum, this was what I called on uh, yesterday that was reported in the, in the media, at least promise us that you're going to expedite this, put this at the top of the list. There's so many investigations going on right now in COPA, many of them are relatively minor, you know involving things like you know giving a, a false parking ticket to somebody who didn't deserve it, whatever, things like that. Uh, so this clearly has got to be one of the top issues on CoPA's docket. So treat it that way. put all the resources you have at your disposal into this to resolve it quickly. Do not let it linger, do not let it languish. If it sits out there like a loose end for any length of time, uh, that could cause irreparable damage. So we called on COPA to do that, um, and, and they really uh, haven't responded yet. They're just maintaining their uh, their position of silence as the investigation proceeds, which is, by the way, which is their right. I don't have to like it, um, but I understand it. I know that's sometimes that's how investigators work. They don't have to answer you know my questions at this point, um, but I can still raise them, and I think it's in our best interest to do that. Was
0: Copa the original source? Are they the ones that first reported that these allegations were made?
1: It was, and that is one thing that we do know. The allegations uh, originally came to Copa under the the veil of anonymity. This was an anonymous complaint. Uh, now, again, I don't know the you know the status today. It may no longer be an anonymous complaint. Often, uh, things like this start out anonymous. Someone is uh, hesitant. Uh, you know, to, to raise an issue. And then as the investigation continues, they come out of the, you know, the, the weed, so to speak, and, and provide more information. So that may or may uh, not be the case anymore. We we simply don't know. But it did start out as an uh, anonymous complaint. There were four individuals who were named. Uh, only two of them are currently uh, the subject of, of current investigation. Uh, so that's about the only substantive information uh, that we know at this point, but it does raise the possibility again that if it turns out that there is no merit and that this was a false allegation, uh, we really have to look at the system for vetting anonymous complaints and making sure that they're not weaponized, that they don't become a tool um, that people can use, saying, "Look, I'll make an anonymous complaint against you tomorrow if you don't do what I need you to do, and it'll on, it'll be on CNN, right?" Uh, Because there's no putting that toothpaste back in the tube once it happens, even if these uh, complaints turn out to be uh, without merit, you know, the the damage will have been done because of so much uh, media reporting.
0: Right, because uh, international organizations and even national media outlets are not going to cover the story again and say they were found that they were meritless. That's just not going to happen. You're right. The damage has been done. That's why it does behoove COPA to come out. And as Steve say said, put a tamper on it, you know, um, in, give us a, a something, you know, because people are still talking. As you said, social media is fired up about this.
1: Yeah, and going back to my previous point about how we have a problem either way, whether the allegations are true or false, we have a problem if they are false we really do have to look at the system as it stands right now for accepting and processing anonymous complaints, which, by the way, is relatively new. Uh, There was a a time not that long ago, I think only about two years ago, um, you couldn't uh, submit an anonymous complaint like this and and get any action. You would have to sign an affidavit. Um, If you had a lawyer who wanted to do it for you, you could kind of shield your identity that way. But you you had to make a statement. You had to make an affirmative statement uh, that could potentially cause you harm if it were proven later that you did it for malicious reasons and that it turned out to be false. That's no longer the case. So we have no checks and balances on anonymous complaints. Anybody can file any kind of complaint they want. They can make it up out of whole cloth um, and submit it and expect that it will be treated as though it were valid. Uh, And in many cases, you know, it it becomes uh, public knowledge, which was in in this instance, that's what happened. So we have to take a closer look at that um, and see if that is what's going on here and look for some type of uh, filter, you know, that can filter out the frivolous complaints before they do any damage.
0: Thank you for joining us, Alderman. Thank you, Lisa. Alderman Brian Hopkins. He is from the Second Ward. Hey, coming up, if you're a Bank of America customer, you might have some money. Put into your account. Might be a check. We'll give you the details. The weather is the issue. That will be covered next in Steve's News on 720 WGN. Lisa Dance. WGN.